0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome everyone. I am Minister Ginger London. Welcome to the Ginger London uh, show. I'm so excited as we close out the month of March. We are still uh, talking to trailblazers, women who are making a difference um, in the earth today. You know, our theme this year was trailblazers, recognizing women who are leading the way professionally, spiritually, and personally. And we have interviewed uh, quite a few women. We've done uh, tele-seminars with some of them. So I'm excited. So closing us out um, uh, for this year is going to be Trailblazer Donna Izzard. And I'm so excited. Um, she was referred to me by um, Marcella Moore, and I'm just excited about it. When I read her bio and, you know, just read about everything she's done and what she's doing right now, it's just Um, just rewarding to be able to uh, connect with someone or meet someone who's really making a difference in the earth and who's fulfilling her God-given assignment on her life and calling and who's making the best of her life and uh, professionally as well as personally and then reaching out and sharing her gifts with the world, especially women, so that they can live better and uh, healthier and wholesome lives. And so I'm excited about that. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, and then I'm going to let her greet you and say welcome uh, to the audience in her own way. She is an awesome, awesome uh, professional and woman of God. Um, She is known as the CEOpreneur and identity strategist. Um, Her work centers on giving individuals the tools they need to move forward in all aspects of their lives, including personal, career, and business matters. Uh, She is the visionary and innovative CEO Factory Conference where aspiring and emerging entrepreneurs are given the tools to to be successful in their businesses and the 3W Life System that that teaches women to reclaim and verify their identity by learning who they are, who they are, and why they are here. So I'm excited about learning about that. On um, the show tonight. Tonight she's going to be teaching on the Pit Whispers. P.I.T. And the Pit Whispers refer to purpose identity theft. Uh, women have allowed um, the enemy to block their minds by allowing Satan to steal their identity and have allowed the volume of the voice of God to be turned down low, because the Pit Whispers have turned up high. Wow, that's an, that's going to be a powerful teaching on tonight. She is the author of two books. Reclaiming your identity and walking in God's master plan. While she has done quite a lot, she's also um, is a featured contributor in the "I Am America" cookbook, along with Chef Jeff and Tavis Smiley. Um, she is known as a dynamo because she seems to be. Cons- constantly in motion and can often be found anywhere people need inspiration and motivation and what i am so impressed by is that she has received the, she received the 2011 woman of excellent award from the Reverend al sharpton's national action network women's auxiliary hello donna and welcome to the show
2: hello hello Thank you so much, Minister Ginger. Thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity. I'm always excited, always excited to come on and impart and just do what God has called me to do. And so um, I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank my sister, my purpose pusher, Minister Marcella, for recommending me. And, um, again, I'm just excited to be alive, excited to be doing all that God has assigned me to do, all that God has commanded me to do.
1: Oh, wonderful. I'm excited. We're excited to have you here um, on, ton, you know, on tonight's show. It's always a blessing, like I said, to meet people, especially when you're meeting them through like-minded uh, and kindred spirit uh, people who you've connected with. Uh, because, you know, as 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 much as we're doing in the earth, you know, um, for the spirit of God, we still don't know everybody that's doing as the same type of greater works that we are doing. So I'm excited to meet you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, share your testimony with us.
2: Okay. Wow. Well, well, as I tell everybody, I refer to myself as to the D.I. and um, I grew up in um, Harlem, U.S.A., Harlem, New York City, and um, and so. As I grew up, I um, always knew that I was somewhat a little bit different than most other children. I didn't do things that children did. I didn't go outside to play with um, dolls and those kind of things. I was a reader. So I learned very early, um, and I was a, a Avid reader. I learned very early about, um, didn't really know that I was learning about identity, but I I, I resonated with um, learning all about uh, uh, Harriet Tubman, and so... I knew somewhat early that I was this liberated. I was this person that was um, supposed to be doing something different. And so um, growing up, you know, with my mom, single mom, growing up with five, you know, her raising five girls in Harlem, it wasn't always easy. But um, I went into corporate America and and determined my place in corporate America. Uh, Went on to be uh, a minister and also was just introduced to um being a business uh manager for um a mega pastor, you know, and just learning all about the faith walking and, and doing events and those kind of things. So I I do a, I do quite a lot of different things but I I operate in the gifts that God has given me. And so that's who I am. I am an author, speaker, uh, minister, uh CEO of a, a cupcake business, the traveling cupcakes start with prayer and travel with love. And I am, you know, and I'm the CEO of DonnaIzard.com. So that's who I am.
1: Wow, that is awesome! Awesome to hear. You know, you know, when when uh, God gives us, you know, gifts and talents and abilities, you know, He don't just give us one little something. You know, <laughs> He gives us a lot, and um, and we, it, it's just He is. I just, I'm so thankful to hear all of that because I can remember when I was a young girl that I was a little different. I did play outside, though, but um, I did find myself, you know, reading a lot. And I remember my mom saying that uh, she used to tell one of her sisters, you know, all she wants to do is just read. And one of my aunts told her, let her read, you know. Yes. And I guess that does appear to be a little different, you know, if you're not used to having kids that want to read you know but i can remember even my mom telling me um i think i was in elementary school and one of the uh the teacher my elementary teacher called her and um said to her that um uh something had happened in the classroom i think the teacher asked a question you know who discovered america or or something like that in um uh uh, the, the instructor the teacher called my mom and said that um I actually said, raised my hand and said something like, I don't know, but I bet it wasn't a black man. You know, I mm. uh, rallied all of the kids together for some reason, and he called and said, she's the ringleader. She had rallied, rallied all the black kids together uh or something, and she was like, oh, my goodness, you know, and ever since then, I knew that I was a change agent. I knew that I was going to, you know, I just didn't know how to do it, you know, because you know, we're talking about the 60s, 70s, I had no idea what to do with all of that, you know, so, so it's exciting to, to hear that, you know. So uh, tell us about your journey on uh, CEOpreneur and identity strategist. How did all of that come about?
2: Well, um, okay, so let's start with um, identity. I'll start with being an identity strategist. Um, being a being, you know, a minister, being um a business manager for a very powerful, you know, uh, a pastor, I saw a lot. I saw a lot. And I saw a lot in how uh people were being treated in the church, how people were being treated who were pastors, ministers and uh and I and I realized that um the reason why they allowed themselves to be treated that way because it was a loss of identity they didn't know who they were they said that they heard god but if they heard god where is it in god's word to be treated in a way that doesn't represent god so to me i was like oh okay was i was i, I was even questioning even before i really um answered the call I was questioning like what is wrong with them like you know it, it, I just couldn't understand it um so that was in that was that was in ministry and then in being in, in corporate America, you know um I never understood how you know uh uh people were being bullied by their boss i I didn't get that i I didn't understand that like what, like what is that about? you know people would be fearful of their jobs even before you know uh, there was a scarcity of jobs, they would be fearful of speaking up fearful of letting someone know that they were being bullied or they were being, um, being treated unfairly or they would not be given the same opportunities. So I became this person, even in corporate America, no, 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 no. You guys don't understand, okay? I know who I am. You don't understand. I'm that Hicks' daughter. You don't get it, okay? You know, I'm one of five, okay? No, this doesn't happen with us. And so I became the person, even in corporate America, basically primarily in law firms, because that's my background, legal. And so people would be like, Donna, you can't say that. Donna, you can't do that. No, you can't say that. No, you can't do that. And they started, you know, giving me this nickname, oh, that's little Norma Ray. No, I'm not Norma Ray. I just know who I am, and you need to know who you are. So I became this advocate of really teaching mainly women, but I, I also would teach men, too, of, of standing up for themselves, you know, understanding of who they were, even before I really, really put all the dots together, that it was really God. It was really God who was orchestrating and, and letting me know who I was so that I can teach them. And so that's how identity came about in ministry as well as in corporate America. And so i'm i'm- I'm, comp- I'm just passionate about it. I don't play with it. I know who I am. I teach my children. I teach anyone who comes in my in my space. you don't know, don't come don't come acting like you don't know who you are because when I get finished with you, you're gonna know who you are, you're gonna know what to do, and you're gonna know how to teach somebody else who they are. So, so that's how identity came about. And now, as far as the CEOpreneur. I, I just heard from God one day, and I heard from God that I should start teaching teaching to the women who are like myself, a woman who I am an entrepreneur as well as a CEO. I have partnered with my salad investor, a.k.a. my job, to fund my dreams. I don't drink the Kool-Aid of Listen to someone tell me that I am not an entrepreneur because I have not left. I have not fired my voice. No, I'm led by God. God orders my steps. So that's Mm -hmm. how the COpreneur came about. I got that from
1: the Lord. Amen, amen. Um, That's just awesome. You know, I'm... uh... Again, you know, you, when I hear you talk, you know, I worked in HR for a while, and it was, it was amazing to me the number of people, like you said, that are afraid of their supervisors, afraid of bosses, yes. afraid of oh losing jobs. You know, uh, they wouldn't uh, read the policies, you know, to know what their rights are or were as employees. They wouldn't even read the handbook, you know, just was uh, bullied or intimidated by uh, uh, their supervisors or um uh, managers or whatever and, and things would be said to them and they would felt like they had to cower down and, and, exactly. and just receive everything that was said, you know, even if it was something that was out of line, you know, exactly. um, and I had to tell them, you know what, just like the handbook got you, it also got the hand and the mouth and the attitude and the behavior of the manager and the of and, and the supervisor and anyone else that works in the company. This handbook is not just for the people that are below a certain level uh in the company, this handbook guides everybody. So you don't sit around and watch somebody bully you and you and yeah, you feel you go home. Yeah. And you you, you it's might amazing. like your job but you go home frustrated from the job because and you sick. don't know who you are and on sick. the job. That's right.
2: And, and sick. sick. I
1: know some people who
2: actually have really, you know, have health have health, health challenges because of the stress that they have gone through on their job. And it just, you know, exactly. and so, I, you know, I believe that, you know, I continue to work because that's where God has positioned me. He has positioned me because there's some people who need to be taught. There's some people who need to be taught who they are. And that can't happen if everybody is, is afraid to speak up, if everybody's afraid to, to, to talk about, you know, who I am. Or no, you're not going to treat me that kind of way. You know, so it, it, for me, it's, it's part of my DNA. It's who I am.
1: Exactly. I mean, I can remember um, an episode with an African American sister who was getting ready to take on a position where she was going to oversee something, and they didn't want to pay her. I said, "Oh no! This is what you This is what you, the job they're moving you into. This is the salary here. Go in there and ask for it. Negotiate it. Pre- present your uh, the the positive side of what you can do. The years of experience that you bring. You've been working for this company forever in a year, forever in a day. Go in there and stand up for yourself." She had to meet with twice but she finally got the pay that she was asking for. But had you not said anything, had you not Mm. said anything, they would have put you down there and you would have been making 4 or $5 an hour less than what you should have been making because you didn't speak up. And the ones who are getting it, they're getting it because they're speaking up even if they don't qualify. In their own minds, if they believe they deserve it, they come up here and say it and Mm. guess what? They get it. You don't say anything and then you're down there and griping and complaining or feeling miserable. All you got to do is speak up And state your case And state your position Everything is negotiable You bring a lot To the position And when she did that It took two conversations But she got What she was asking for Wow Praise God Praise God God. You know You were about to take on More responsibility More um, uh, Being uh, responsible For more duties On the job And you were going to Settle for not asking For anything Just take the little pay That you were getting No No That's not how you do that, you know, and I think that God positions some of us in those types of places where, like you said, where we can teach people, where we can speak to their spirits and tell them, look, you are more than a conqueror. Stand up. Stand up. You can do this, and you can do this decently and in order. You can do it, and you can come out on top. You know, I've seen um, other believers that are in the same position or been in a position similar to what you and I may have been in, and they were afraid to empower another Mm. person. You know, no, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. You can't work on a job for 18 years in HR, not know anything, and then cower down and not want to help anybody. To, to progressively move forward in the company, when you know what the policies are, when you know what the rules are, when you know what the pay is, what they should say, what they shouldn't say, when you know when they should contact the next level up when they're being bullied and mistreated on the job, and you don't say anything, no, not around me. So I hear you. Just, that is just awesome. I, I I love that in a person. And so tell us why they call you Dynamo. <laughs> Why do they we, call me? We can hear a little bit of
2: it. <laughs> really? Yeah, really? Okay. I'm gonna calm down. Then,
0: okay. No, you're good. You're good. Gonna calm it down.
2: So, um, okay. So I'm five one. Okay, for those on the line who don't know me, okay, I'm five one. But this little five one pint size, you know. Uh, Person, I make things happen. Okay, if I know of a problem, you know that's part of my five strengths. My top five strengths, you know, is that I'm a restorative person. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna find the I'm gonna find a solution. That's what I do. I'm gonna make things happen. Okay, I'm that connector. I'm always in motion. I'm always in motion because I just believe that, you know, uh, one person, you know, can't do it all. One person can't do it all. So they call me this dynamo because I'm I'm moving, shaking. I'm making things happen, okay, or every bit of the five, one of me, okay, is doing that.
1: So that's how they call <laughs> me. <laughs> okay, then. All right, then. So, you know, what a, what what is, you know, in all of that little package there, you know, what are some of the challenges you have been faced with as a woman? Um, okay, so so what are some of the
2: challenges that I've faced as a woman um, I'm going to start with um, primarily because that's where most of the challenges that I've dealt with in and so far in my lifetime as a woman has been in corporate America um being African American um being in a, a profession that's primarily and you know dominated by um white males um, I do um, my profession is training and development And so in that area, you know, I'm always, you know, second guess. Until then I got to, you know, then I got to act a certain way, okay? Then I got to let you know who I am, okay? And then you're looking at this little one african African-American woman, yeah, uh-huh, understand, okay, I know who I am, I've done my homework, I've done my due diligence, and I know what I can do, and I know my value, and I know my worth. And so those type of challenges, and sometimes you just get tired of always having to, you know, uh, speak up or always having to show them who you are, what you bring to the table, what, you know, what value you can do, you know. And so those have been some of my challenges, you know, um as a woman because again, you know, in my in my area, it's not always, you know, uh uh I remember and I mean and and sometimes, you know, they have been really hurtful. I remember going to a conference, I like I go to a technology conference and I'm and, and I'm in the legal profession, and so I've gone to this conference for years. And so I would go to this conference, and they would see me. And so now I'm in position where I make the, the, the decisions on whether now you're gonna come in the firm or not. You look right past me, and will talk to my colleague because you assumed that he was my boss. Okay. Those type of challenges have been really, really um, hard to face. But then I have to let them know I am the, the decision maker, okay? Yeah, little 5-1 Donna, okay? that I am the decision maker. So whereas you're looking past me because you're looking at my colleague who's not my – He's someone who reports to me. So, you know, those time. I mean, and, and the sad part about it, that even now, they it still goes on now. Not as much as it did in the past, but it still tends to go on, you know, now. So those are some of the challenges that I thank God that, you know, I'm saved and I know how to pray because there was a time when I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So they would get the Harlem USA, okay? Okay. They would get the real D.I., okay? But thank God I'm a saved woman, okay? And I know the power of prayer. Every now and then she'll come out.
0: Okay? Wow.
1: Well, I tell you what there you know there are some times when uh, unfortunately she need may need to come out you know um again, it goes back to standing up for yourself and knowing who you are and you know, about what authority you what authority you have been given on uh, on a job in ministry, whatever, because if you don't, people will have a tendency to do exactly what you said they'll walk right past you, look over you, assume that you're not in the leadership position that somebody else obviously must be over you you know um. And they'll disrespect it. They'll disrespect the position. And you have to really um, take authority, you know, over Absolutely. it. You're responsible for what has been entrusted to you. That's just the bottom line. You can't, you know, I, I see a lot of people that go home and they complain and they gripe and they talk about, you know, he overlooked me, she overlooked me and all that kind of stuff. Well, until you speak up, you know, until you take authority to let somebody know exactly who you are and what position that you are in. They are going to do just that, you know, especially if they try you and they get away with it, oh, it'll go further than that, you know. So, um, you know, I've seen people in positions where um, they actually, uh, let's say, interviewed for a position, got it, and um, the job, they were not the person that was supposed to be selected. Somebody else was supposed to be selected and told that they were going to have the job. Well, that person then gets selected. And so... Now, when they go down there to oversee that the division, you know, there's a fear there. No, you have to stand up, and you're the supervisor now. You're going to have to state the expectations, tell them who you are, what you're going to be doing, what you expect from them, you know, and that will settle that. That will make the dust lie down right there. So, you know, it's just amazing that you have to, you know, do all of that, especially as a woman, that you have to go through those extremes. Absolutely. Um, you know, after reading your your uh, bio, your, uh, you you've worked with and have been trained by some very well-known people such as uh, Susan D. Johnson, Les Brown, um, worked uh, with uh, Reverend Al Sharpton. What uh, what have those experiences been like? You know, we see all of them on television, and you know, you can sit back and vicariously say, "Wow, I wish I knew him." You know. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, what? Well, what have actually. Those experiences uh,
2: well, for Reverend Al Sharpton, basically, I didn't do really any training for him. I just was given a, a community award for some okay. service mm-hmm. um, programs that I've done in um, Harlem. And that's where his uh, uh, National Action Network is based, out of in Harlem, New York. Um, in terms of Les Brown, um, I had I was, I had opportunity to um, – one of my, my, one of my family members is one of his platinum speakers. And so I had an opportunity to be in an intimate setting with him. I mean, like, you know, you couldn't, I, it, it, it was just like, it was favor, okay? <laughs> so, a favor. Hmm. Intimate uh, uh, tr- a training session with him, where it was just about maybe less than 10 people. And I tell you, an all day train, and it was just phenomenal. And in that training is when I really understood the power of your story, the power of telling your story. And um, and so he really helped me understand why my story was so powerful, and that and how to tell that story, you know, of me growing up in Harlem and me, you know, you uh, know having a you know a single mom and what that and and what that meant for me coming up, you know, that I should be telling those 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 details, those intimate details, because it really makes you authentic. And so that I I couldn't I mean that that type of training which is something that you pay thousands and thousands of dollars but I had the opportunity to to learn that from him and so that was just awesome. Now in terms of working with uh Susan Johnson Cook and she the former ambassador of the White House I worked with her for 15 years she was um. Uh, Uh, someone who was my pastor, initially then I became her business manager, where we traveled all over the country, you know, internationally as well as um, in the U.S., you know, developing women in ministry conferences, Uh, and Mm -hmm. I did not know that that was a gift of mine. So she, you know, she is a person who really just told me I could do this. She saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, that I could do this. And so where I could go and and have, you know, uh, um, contract, you know, negotiations with – um with, with hotels, you know, I'm like, I've never did anything like this, but she pushed me, she pushed me, so that's some training that I could not, I don't believe I could have paid for, it was on-the-job training, you know, um, when she became the president of the Hampton Ministers Conference, the first female to become the Hampton, you know, uh, a president for four years, ha- having, you know, thousands and thousands of ministers come, you know, I was, the, I was the chief manager, you know, of the chief of staffs, or you will, and I did that for four years under her leadership, and so um, that was some training that it also helped me to realize that, you know what, I could do this. I could do this very much. I could train someone else. I can do this on my own because... I now have that training, and I've done it, you know, 15 years, and she was not an easy person, okay? Uh, however, <laughs> uh, I believe that God gave me grace. I believe that God, you know, gave me all the tools that I needed to to work with her, and I worked with her up until she went into the White House to be the ambassador of, of religious freedom.
1: Wow, awesome. You know, that it's just a po- just amazing to hear that, you know, I had an opportunity to work, um with um uh another well-known um leader in the body of Christ Bishop Paul Morton and I'm gonna tell you I wouldn't, yes. I wouldn't tra- uh, trade those experiences for nothing you know mm-hmm. when you can uh train and work with somebody on that level exactly. it's just it's, it's nothing you couldn't even pay for that experience, you know. Exactly. You, you got exactly. people out all these different training programs. You could not pay for that experience whatsoever. I remember when I went to seminary, and at that time when I was under Bishop Morton, uh, there, they didn't have all these mega churches. He was just blossoming and coming into the mega uh, church. thing, mm. um, And people did not believe when I was at Oral Roberts University that an African-American pastor had a church that large. They could not believe wow. that. That was yawn them. And you know, why I don't know because they didn't have even have white folks with churches like
0: that. Right, so, right, right. One
1: year they uh for Black for Black History Month he was invited down and when he came down to minister at one of the chapel services and confirmed Everything that I was saying about the size of the ministry, one church, two locations, all that, you know, and that was before uh, Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship Conference, you know, wow. that all of that was going on before the long before Hurricane Katrina and all of that, you know. When so when he comes down to minister for that chapel service, and here comes the entourage with him, then they realized that I was not making that up; that I actually came. From a right. ministry that long and working under someone who was really doing all of that, and then when I was graduating for him to launch uh, the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship and immediately have twenty five hundred churches come under him, it takes some organizations a long time to get to that number. He got to that number from the first launching of it, you know. So when you have an opportunity to work with someone on those different types of levels you don't pass that opportunity up and you don't misuse it you learn everything that you can uh from that because money can never pay uh for that type of experience that you get working with them Yes. all right so um tell us about your uh 3w life system the 3W Life System,
2: it's based, as the foundation of identity, and so it teaches women to know, uh, the first W to know who they are, second W to know who they are, and the third W to know why they are here. And so it's, a, it's really just having workshops teaching uh, women about their identity and about reclaiming their identity. We all have an identity when we were born created in the image of God, but somewhere along the way we, 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 we've lost it so i it's very I'm passionate about teaching about identity, and so just about any type of workshop that I do um or program coaching program, I don't do anything without teaching the first is mindset, and that is about identity because I'm a firm believer is that uh identity is the foundation for everything if you don't know who you are, you cannot be successful in life. If you don't know who you are, you cannot have a successful marriage. If you don't know who you are, you can't be successful in an employee and a boss um, situation. If you don't know who you are in ministry, you will not be successful. You'll always be seeking validation from others. And so, I'm a firm believer that identity is the foundation for everything.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It is um it is Truly, that you know I have um uh one of the uh in the uh the very first leadership conference that Bishop Martin did for full gospel of my class was understanding your calling, and that's a part of the first thing who are you you know you must know mm-hmm. who you are and who go- who God has created what who has he created you to be what are you, who are you in the earth, and if you don't understand it, we can't even go past this you know.
0: We can't talk about Absolutely. your gifts. We
1: can't talk about what you want to do. We need to first talk about who you are. And a lot of people even today are still struggling with who am I. You know, they have a yes. difficult time answering that question, and that's why I was so excited about you being an identity uh, strategist. It's just amazing uh, to, to, I don't know about you, for me, when I teach something similar to that, it's a joy when people really get that aha moment, yes. oh that God. revelation. It is, it oh my is truly God. amazing when they get that it revelation is. of uh, who God created them and who they are, you know. It and is. they can say something other than I'm a child of God. When they can specifically tell you who they are, what they're put in the earth to do, you know, that is truly amazing. So, you know, it on is. that note, we'll come back to our other questions. But on that note, I'm going to turn it over right here, you know, uh, to let you, since we're talking about knowing who you are Tonight you're going to be talking about uh, the pit whispers, and so I want you to go ahead, get right into your teaching, and we're going to stay into the in the flow of of what I'm hearing. So I'm going to turn it over to you for about 20 minutes. Go ahead and uh, teach us what you want to teach us, and then we'll come back and finish um, okay. our interview time together. Okay,
2: awesome, awesome. So I believe I believe that right now we are in a state of emergency. And we are a state of emergency because we have been attacked. We have been attacked. We have been hacked. And where have we been hacked? We've been hacked because of pit. You say, Minister Donna, what is
0: pit? Pit
2: is purpose identity theft. It's when your mind has been hacked and is controlled by the negative pit whispers. See, the pit whispers. And cool statements
0: like, You're too old to start a business. You're not beautiful. You're not going to get that promotion. You lack confidence. You're not worthy. He left you. Nobody's going to want you. You're never going to get married. Nobody's going to buy your book. Who told you that you could write? Who? You say somebody called you to preach. Nobody called you. You're not a coach. Who do you think you are? You're depressed. Nobody loves you. Keep on feeling sorry for yourself because somebody molested you. What are you going to do?
2: Those are the pit whispers. Those are the pit is whispers. Why is pit so important? Because when you understand your sense of identity, you develop a strong self-esteem, and you demand the respect and realize that every situation in your life will be determined by knowing who you are but we determine by knowing your true identity in Christ. And it is important, it's important for us to not become a victim of pit, not to become a victim of purpose, identity, death, so that you can adapt to life changes and so that you can command your role and your place in society. Let's talk about your purpose. You have so many people, so many people walking around talking about they don't know what their purpose is. That's the enemy. You're being a victim of pit, purpose, identity theft. There's a human need for personal meaning and satisfaction. Your personal fulfillment is is your true measure of success. Fulfilling your purpose must be the primary goal of everyone. Everything in life has a purpose. Everything in life has a purpose. Purpose was the original intent in the mind of the creator that motivated him to create you, to create me. To create everything. Purpose always precedes production. All things, everything begin with purpose. When God created us, he created us with a definite purpose. He wanted us to be fruitful and multiply. So I ask you, what is the one word that describes you? My word, my one word is identity. Because I know that God created me for a specific purpose in his mind. He knew. He knew that I would be needed for a time such as this. I was created for a purpose and with a purpose. But you've got to reclaim your identity so that you can fulfill your purpose. You've got to get rid of those pit whispers. You've got to understand your why. Why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you here? To be yourself and express yourself fully and all that God created you for. You have to pursue your identity with a passion. Your life depends on it. You got to be crystal clear and focus on your identity. Why? Because it's the gateway to your purpose. Because the enemy knows that if he can get you away from your purpose, you might as well just lay down and die. Because when you know who you are, who you are, and your why, you will become unstoppable. You will become unstoppable. The enemy wants to keep you from the purpose that God created you for. You got to be able to hear God's voice. You got to, with the volume all the way, turned up. The young people listen to the songs now. All the way up. Turn it all the way up. Because when the volume of God's voice is not turned up, you are allowing those pit whispers invade your mind. Nothing, nothing could make you feel on top of the world until you really know, you really, really know your identity. Not a man, not a job, not a church, not a pastor, not a friend. No, sisters, you got to know who you are for yourself. Identity is real. And I, and I tell you every day, every day, I see something or some situation that's connected to identity. As I said earlier, identity is the basic of, I believe, it's the basic of everything we do in life. Everything we do in life. When you get a hold of who you are, you will be absolutely liberated. You will no longer seek validation from others. You will walk into the room and the room will light up. You will be able to do things that you've never done before because you will have an attention of understanding, I know who I am, created in his image. Created in the image of God, walking with full power and authority. But when you don't know who you are, the enemy, the pit whispers will control your mind, will tell you that you're depressed will tell you not to start that business, will tell you not to write that book, will tell you not to go into ministry, will tell you don't ask for that promotion, will tell you to keep on being abused, will tell you to keep on being bullied. And that's why you've got to know the difference between the pit whispers and the sound of God's voice. He said, my sheep will know my voice. You've got to understand that God has created you for him. You've got to understand. You've got to, you've got to get intentional in your mind about attacking those pit whispers because the pit whispers are there to take you out. Identity theft is one of the fastest growing crimes in the world. But I say it's also the one of the crimes, the top crimes, that's taken us as believers out. We say we believe us. We say we know the word. We say we read the word. But we don't believe the word. Because if we believe the word, we will not, the volume would not be down on God's voice. We would turn the volume all the way up. Pick nose. The pit got to be accent. can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? No, we can't hear you because we got the volume turned all the way up because we're going to be intentional about hearing God's voice. And so I encourage you tonight. I encourage you tonight to check yourself, to check yourself Who? Are you listening to? What are you listening to? See, victims of pit are easy recognizable. They're easy by not because you don't have any idea of who you are and what you believe in, because you consistently suffer from the symptoms of self-doubt, feeling stuck, consistently confused, feeling needy. Feeling worthless Always seeking validation Approval from others That's because you don't know who you are Our father Our heavenly father Validated you when he created you But we too busy Seeking validation from others Because we didn't let the pit whispers Get in our ear So I ask you tonight, who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Don't let the pit take you out. Don't let the pit rob you of your purpose. Remember, the pit is P-I-T, purpose, identity, death. My name is Donna Hicks-Izzard. That's my name. And this message has been approved by God. Thank you. Minister Jesus.
1: Amen. Amen, amen. I'm so excited. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to let the pit take me out. You know, so if you're listening, I hope you take took some really great notes. I mean, you know, uh when you hear a teaching like that, um you always want more want more. Like, keep going, keep going. But I know for the sake of time, but I want to tell you uh we will have the replay out there so you would definitely be able to hear and listen to it over and over again. And um of course, you know, I w- we'll take a moment right now and uh let you tell them how they can get in contact with you before we continue on with the interview because I'm sure uh, people want to be able to at least go to your website, check out what you're doing, maybe sign up for some coaching uh, with you. and uh, So we want to give them that opportunity. So let's just take a moment and sure. tell them how they can get in contact with sure. you. Okay, so before I do that, I just want to give a, just, I'm going
2: to give a few identity uh, scriptures for those who are suffering okay. from being the victim of pit, and I, I want to make sure I just back it up with the word of God. And so uh, re- read uh, Genesis 127, uh Jeremiah 29:11, Jeremiah 1:5, 2 Corinthians 5:17, and First Peter 2:9. Um, Those are just something that you can, you know, I'm sure those experienced saints know what to do, but we maybe have some on the call that who are not. And so I wanted to just give some scripture to just read those scriptures. You can read, you can read, you can read. Read. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So just read those with God's word. Don't take my word for it. Read God's word. He tells you who you are. And so, for those of you who would like to get in touch with me, you can visit my website donnaizard.com, donnaizard.com, I Z Z A R D. You can um, catch me on Facebook, Donna Hicks Izard on Facebook, uh, as well as I'm on Instagram. If you want to see some of my uh, designs, my cake designs, we don't advertise, but you can go on Instagram or Facebook, The Traveling Cupcake we start with prayer and we travel with love but um i do have a coaching programs. i work with pastors you know we have what we call um a, a, a preacherpreneur uh, a day where we sit with pastors and work with them and monetizing their messages for their min- for their uh businesses outside of the ministry cuz you still got to eat you still got to be some Preachers mm-hmm. got to be bivocational, so we teach you how to do that. Okay. And um, and then we do uh, for professional women who also want to uh, learn how to uh, build uh, income outside of cor- you know whether corporate America, whether your job, but you got to have multiple streams of income, at least seven. And so that's what we do. But that, but that's where you could get in touch with me is DonnaIzzard.com. dot com. You can sign up uh, there to get in touch with me, but um and, or send me a message, inbox message on Facebook as well.
1: Amen, amen. You know, and on that note, you know, in providing the services that you provide, what are some of the challenges? That you're finding in providing your services, um, and and the reason why I even picked this topic tonight
2: about identity because that is that's a, a challenge right there. So many people say that you know I want to be this speaker or I want to you know can you teach me can you mentor me, but yet. Mm-hmm. You you want this, but you don't want to invest in yourself. And you don't want to invest in yourself because you don't feel that you're valuable. You don't feel that you're worth investing in yourself. So you'll go buy a designer bag, you'll go get your hair done, you'll go do everything else, but you will not take the funds that you need to, to do and invest in yourself. I can't mentor everybody, okay, just like I invested in myself, and I've spent thousands of dollars investing in the DI. So because I've invested in me, because I believe in me, and the one thing I live by what you make happen for others that God will make happen for you. And so just like I've invested in myself in a coaching, I have an expectation that when you come to me that you understand that there's a course associated with it. However, you're going to get a return on your investment. And so those are the challenges that, you know, I find and especially when you're in ministry, that people are consistently, you know, tugging on me. Can you mentor me? Can you do it? You know. And again, I mean, I do what I can because, because I am a soul. So I sold my time, talent, and treasure. How also I'm also a businesswoman as well as a minister. So I am your CEOpreneur. I'm your minister, corporate gangster chick. Okay. <laughs>
1: Exactly, exactly. And I can tell you from experience, um, that exact same thing. People go out and they buy handbags, they buy cars, they buy shoes, they buy suits, exactly. they buy all of those things. And then when it comes to progressively moving forward in ministry, moving forward in business, moving forward in coaching, creating programs, you know, taking their messages and uh, anything they've written and repurposing it and turning, like you say, turning it into a monetization product, those kinds of things, they don't want to pay for they want it mm-hmm. free, and mm-hmm. no matter you know, as much as I am a giver and a sower, you know what the Bible said that God give bread to the sower. So, you know, in order for me to sow into somebody's life, something has to be coming in first. So, I, I just and God also said have wise counsel. Okay, <laughs> that's exactly right. It, it just it takes it takes a lot out of you when you give all of that away for nothing. It just yes. it takes a lot out. And for me to sit back, give it to you for nothing, you go out and make thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars on it, and I'm mm-hmm. still sitting back over here with nothing. You know, they done the, that. They done you know, that. The, just the knowledge of knowing that oh, I helped you, you know, Excellent. and then again, mm-hmm. it's just like the ten leopards. You know, who's going to turn around and come back? You know, uh, to say that you know that uh, thank you or anything. So exactly, and I. And I I, I found in ministry, especially when people find out that you can do that business component of it and uh, those kinds mm-hmm. of things, if you to do that for free, they don't want to pay for it. You know, when they, when you, when I tell them what the call, what is it? What does it cost you to work with me? You know, this is what you're going to get in return, but this is the investment that you have to make. You can see it all over their faces. You know, they exactly. don't want to pay for it. You know, they don't want to pay for it. And you say, well, I'm sorry. You know, there are some things that I will share with you uh, for free, complimentary, and there are some things that are non-complimentary. You have to pay for that information. And that's just exactly. the bottom line. You know, I'm not going to sit down for 10 hours with you and and, and you give me nothing. You know, <laughs> exactly. so, exactly. I, I mean, I have, I can feel you on that one. It's just like, you know, when you go, go check her out, but know that if you want the help that she is available, is, uh, offering to you that there's some cost involved. But don't look at how much you're paying. Look at what you're getting for what you're paying. Because no matter what you pay, if it is good, that's right, the person is really good at what they're doing, whatever they charge will never never, uh, be, be equal with what you're going to get. You know, so if it's if it's a thousand dollars to work with me over X number of months or whatever the case may be, don't look at the thousand. You have to look at what you're getting. Because I guarantee exactly. you it's gonna be more than what you're gonna be paying for. And when you know when you are connected with that spirit and you you know in your spirit and you can discern uh as uh what is it, uh, evangelist Mike Murdoch says it like this. He said you are a reward to somebody but it's a, it is right. the somebody's responsibility to discern that you're the one with the answer.
0: Exactly. I know what I exactly. have,
1: and I know what yeah. I've been trusted with. It's up to you to decide and discern whether or not I'm the person that has the the, the answer to what the question that you have, solution to your problem, or I'm the one that oh. that you know that you need to connect and work with. You, the other person, has to decide. Or discern that I'm the one, and wants you to make that discernment. Then it's your responsibility to make the connection. Period. I can just tell Absolutely. you what it is. I can. You have to decide if I'm the right one, and then you take the necessary steps to make it happen. So I feel Absolutely. you on that one. I mean, that's a that's a hard lesson in the body of Christ. I think people are slowly coming around, and, and, and you know, sometimes it's kind of disheartening when they don't want to pay you, and then you see that they'll go pay another person. They'll go pay another person. Exactly Yes, doing Exactly who,
2: what you're doing. Exactly doing exact, uh, or maybe not even doing it as much as you would have given them. And, and, the, right. and the and the 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 issue I also find so it's, so that's in that's on the ministry side, but it also happens even in the business side. You know, I I have I can't even tell you how many people that I have I have personally you know coach. And, you know, before I was even really even charging, but then when I started charging, they don't come to me. No, they go somewhere else. And I mean, and it's, I believe it's all part of also doing business. And so, but I get it. I got it now. Now I don't play with it. I don't disrespect what I've invested in myself. To me, it's a matter of disrespect, and I'm not going to do that. I have invested in me because I believe in me. I believe in the D.I., Okay, and and if you believe in yourself, then you would invest in yourself. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to waste my time because you want to disrespect the gift that God has deposited in me. We're, we're not doing that. So I'm crystal exactly. clear now. Trust me.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it takes it takes a minute or two to get there, but once you get it to does. that crystal clear place, then guess what? It's no turning back because you're right. No, I'm once i clear. That's right. Once I do that then I am disrespecting what I've been entrusted with, you know, because I know the value of it. And so it's just unfair to me for me to, like you say, spend thousands of dollars to invest in, being to become equipped and ready to serve you, and then not to respect what I've invested in myself. So that's an awesome way to put that. So um, you are the author of two books, Reclaiming Your Identity and Walking in God's Master Plan. So tell us about your two books.
2: Okay um well you know I you you guys know I've talked about identity all on this call so that's what identity is about Okay, it just goes a little bit, you know, more in depth about it. You know, I did a little bit about the, with the pit whispers, but it goes a little bit more in depth, and that's like an identity um, God. and walking in God's master plan. That was act. That's actually my first book that I um, that I penned, and that was actually a book that I penned about my my life, about the steps that I had to go through to really find out who God was. And it was also for me, it was a healing, a healing book. It was a healing book. So it's very painful and traumatic things that happened in my life, and um, I had to write that, I believe, so that I could really fully heal. And so I I encourage anyone that uh, if you're going through something and you really want to get closure, to write about it. For me, if that writing that book was like was a healing, so that was my first book, Walking in God's Master Plan, and I'm actually going to be uh, redoing the book and adding more, up, updating the book um, soon, and um, and I'm in the process of right now of writing the book about CEOpreneur life. What that what is the CEOpreneur secret sauce? So that's what I'm doing now, but um, I'm really excited. I love to write. I you know I love to write and. Um, I believe that you know God has always given me uh, visions to write about, and so I'm writing as I commute to, to 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 work. I'm writing, and I come home, I'm writing. So I'm 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 just excited to be doing what God has called me to do, and that and I believe that that can happen when you want to put all those together into a book format. So don't be I want to encourage those on the call. Do not be afraid to write. If you're just writing it for yourself, write your story. Somebody's going to be healed.
1: From your testimony. Amen, Amen. And I you know, I, I truly believe that as well. You know, I love to write as well. You know, as a matter of fact, we uh I have a group on Facebook that gotta get myself together group and in April the next challenge is actually gonna be a thirty day book writing challenge. You know, for those wow. who feel like, you know Yeah, that they I nice. uh, do have a a book on the inside of them. If they don't do anything over the next 30 days, at least outline it and begin to make those bullet points so that it can come out of your nice. spirit in paper form. And so we're going to do that challenge. You know, um, awesome. it is, is just, it's nothing like it. It's just nothing like being able to write in especially when people are reading that. And and now today, I mean, you know, years ago, you had to wait and get your book published, all back, hard back, all that kind of stuff. Now everything has changed. And so, you know, just really yes. thank God for the digital, for technology. So you can start off with your book, you know, and it might just be a, a, a PDF or it might be an ebook book right yes. now, you know, and yep, raise your money and get it published the way that you want to do it. But I, I concur, Get get going with that. If you have a story, and we all have a story, Uh, to tell put it in writing and uh so we're we're down to the last couple of minutes and but i want you once again to uh tell the listening audience um how they can uh, get in contact with you especially for those who uh need uh those who may be in corporate america and may need some help from from you in that area and also for women who want to reclaim um their identities maybe you you know i don't know what your coaching programs are like if you can hit on one one or two of your coaching programs or, you know, how do you have your coaching set up and tell them how they can get um, in contact with you. Okay, sure. Again, I thank you, um,
2: Minister Ginger, for this um, opportunity. It's been, uh, I always like to uh, speak with like-minded folks, and that is surely you, Uh, but um, (laughs) thank you. Uh, So those of you who would like to get in touch, touch with me, or just follow me, and um, I'm always doing something, trust me, um, out the box, okay, so, uh, but it's always something to uplift you and encourage you, Um, you can uh, locate me on Facebook at Donna Hicks Izzard, that's H-I-C-K-S-I-Z-Z-A-R-D, Donna Hicks Izzard on Facebook or Instagram, Um, uh, you can also uh, contact me through DonnaIzzard.com, and if you go there and just join the list, you'll get um, a freebie, which deals with identity. I also have several um, coaching programs. I have one-on-one where I sit down, you know, if you're in ministry and you're looking to do something as an entrepreneur, I have what I call a preacherpreneur program where we just sit down with you four or five hours. We can do it virtual, um, or you can come to me or I can come to you. I've worked with many uh pastors and they are very successful okay so i have uh definitely have uh, recommendations and um uh people who will vouch for what I do and what i've done for them and then I also have a online uh program four week program that helps women um really helps women understand um and really grasp out their identity. Uh, and how they can really um reclaim their identity, and that's done through you know a four week uh, uh online um program and so and i and I do mentor as part as part of that program but um I'm excited about what God is in the midst and what he's doing I'm excited about where God is taking me, and I'm excited just about being a blessing and being used by him being used by him um as a vessel, so that's who I am the the D I and um just excited about where I'm going and, and what he's doing in my life in corporate America and in ministry. Um so um that's you know please feel free to at least I also for every Monday, every Monday at nine PM Eastern Standard Time we have the CEO prayer closet and that uh prayer and I do a Facebook live prayer and that is specifically for aspiring and emerging entrepreneurs CEOs, anybody who has a vision, um, just for the um, people who are speakers, authors, coaches, you know, to pray about your agreements, your partnerships, to pray about collaborations, to pray about your visions, your ideas, just to come together and pray specifically for, for your business and for, you know, with, with what God ha- has you going. And so that, that, that's, that's the DI in a nutshell.
1: Amen. Amen. So um, for those who are listening, joining us live, thank you so much for joining us um, for tonight's show. If you're listening uh, to the replay, you know, play it over again, you know, but make sure you write down her information. Go back, play over her teaching. Uh, the pit whispers and take notes and really think about where you are in life and um, where you are with understanding your identity. If you need to, you know, sharpen it up a little bit, really grasp, you know, the full uh, understanding of your identity, or maybe you need to polish it a little bit. Maybe you, you know, you know a little something, but you've been sitting back as a dull, and, you know, and be sure to uh, get um, the books that are available that she has. And if you, or a pastor, if you are someone in ministry and you need someone to help you monetize your message, then I want to ask you to please contact her and get going. At least find out some basic information. You know, sometimes we're sitting in ministry with what's in our hands and we don't do anything and we're wondering why we're not. Uh, where we would like to be financially, there are some pastors. Yeah, they got to be bi-vocational. You know, even in 2017, you have ministers that are, you know, even some of your associate pastors, if you will, or lay ministers, elders, whomever, who really love God and they want to be in ministry and they're trying to figure out how can I be in ministry and I still have income coming in? Well, you got to sit out with somebody and talk about that. And that needs to be someone who knows what they're talking about and who can direct you and steer you in the right direction to make that happen uh, in your life. And so that you can be comfortable with your assignment and at the same time have some monies coming in, you know, so I'm encouraging you to make contact with her. So thank you so much, Donna. It's a pleasure to have Thank you on the you. show. And I certainly want to send a shout out to Marcella for referring you and um making the connection between the two of her, her 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 um teleseminar was awesome. Her teaching was great just like yours. So it's really, really a blessing to be able to meet women in ministry that are doing greater Thank work you. than the earth. I'm excited. So I am humbled and certainly honored to have you be a part of the show on tonight and you are welcome like I told her you're welcome to come back anytime you want if you want to promote uh one of your coaching programs or promote a book or promote something that you're doing or do a special teaching just send me an email and we'll schedule it for you and so that door is open for you so you're welcome to come back on the show anytime just let me know when you would like to do it and we'll make it happen Thank you so much again. You have been a blessing and thank you for all the work that you're doing in the kingdom
2: by allowing this platform and allowing, you know, us to come and and share. Um it's just a blessing when women in ministry can just come together and just um lift one up lift each other up. So I appreciate you so much. And I I tell you that um I know that um Divine Connections is all 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 by my heavenly father so i'm grateful and thankful oh, yeah. for
1: this connection thank you so much you are welcome and i am thankful and grateful too for the connection so thank you everybody for joining us on tonight um i know your time is valuable but it has been worth it once again we have been on this show with uh trailblazer donna hicks Izzard. did i say your last name right Yes, you did.
0: Yes,
2: you did,
1: ma'am. Okay, see? See, okay. So I'm excited. You know, she is dynamo. She is all over. Not just her size now. If you you listen tonight, it's all through her voice. I mean, everything she talked about, you could feel the power behind it. And as she was talking, you could just feel yourself moving forward, like, yeah, yeah. You know, so she really is the dynamo. So I'm excited about that. So you guys have an awesome and great evening. Take care. Donna, once again, thank you so much, and let's stay connected. God bless you. God bless. Thank you. You're welcome.